Do you know what's better than one Cricket World Cup? Two! And in classic cricket style, the sport's outdoing itself in 2023 with a pinnacle event for both women's and men's teams. Kia ora Aotearoa, I'm Zoe George and this is the Podium Summer Series. Sports news, but not as you know it, from Stuff. The Women's T20 World Cup is just around the corner. All the action starting in South Africa on February 11th. Australia have won the tournament five out of seven times it's been played and the White Ferns haven't made the final since 2010. Ouch. So is this the year to turn it all around? Stuff sports reporter and cricket fanatic Ian Anderson, welcome to the podium. Morena, Zoe, how are you? Oh, I love cricket. It's my happy place. (laughs) We have noticed. (laughs) Can the White Ferns... Win. What's the chances of success? Winning is going to be tough. I think that top four has to be their target. As you say, it hasn't been achieved for quite a while for that side. And obviously it didn't happen at uh, this year's One Day World Cup in New Zealand. But I think they're better placed uh, after a really interesting 2022. Uh, there's been a fair few changes, obviously, since that One Day World Cup, uh, both in playing personnel and in coaching, obviously they've got Ben Sawyer in now in charge. I always want to call him Tom Sawyer. I think he should be coaching Finn Allen as well too, and then I could write something decent. Um, but yeah, New Zealand are going to be a little bit underdone for this World Cup. It starts in uh, South Africa in February. That rain-interrupted series against Bangladesh really didn't teach us a lot. And so they're going off a, a diet of Super Smash, which really isn't on the same level as the, the Big Bash League in Australia. In Australia have been playing India. Um, England have been playing the West Indies. So, yeah, it's, it hasn't been the ideal build-up towards that tournament. Oh, I mean, it's been, if you look back to 2022, you know, obviously the one-day World Cup didn't really go our way, but it was so delightful to see them get up at the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. You were there. Um, and to see Sophie Devine, Captain Sophie Devine, just, she was... Crying happy tears, though, after that bronze medal match. Uh, I wonder if they – can they replicate it? Can they go one better? Yeah, that was pretty important, I think, to, to bounce back from that disappointment of, of not making the top four in your home World Cup to, to winning bronze and, and pushing Australia in that uh, semi-final as well, too, and then convincingly beating it. Well, this is still a pretty good English side uh, in, in that format as well, too, is, is promising signs. Um, I also think that obviously I, the West Indies were a surprise top four side at this year's One Day World Cup. And as we've seen since, they've been very, very poor since even at home. You'd be surprised to expect them to be in contention in South Africa. Obviously, the hosts will be better, though. I think South Africa are a team that have got four or five world-class players and, and Ishmael and Karp and, then, uh, and the likes. Um, so they're going to be tough at home. And then, obviously, Australia and England are the two top seeds that you'd expect to make the final of certainly not the top four and then throw India in the mix as well too. But if New Zealand can get into that top four, then obviously you're in the knockout stage right away. And I think that that must be the goal for them. And that's, that's certainly achievable. You know, it's a side that has quite a nice balance now of, of youth and experience with still based around Sophie Devine and Susie Bates and Amelia Kerr and obviously Leah Tahuhu coming back strongly from from not getting a contract. But then you've got the development of like the young spinners and Fran Jonas and Eden Carson. And they'll, they'll still be quite possibly a key over there too. Mm. Australia have been incredibly dominant 
uh, in this format and also in the one day as well. You know, they won the World Cup uh, here in Christchurch. It was such a game against England. I was there. It was magnificent. So how can any team bring them down a peg, do you think? Yeah, you've got to work your way through that batting lineup. I think. Uh, that's the key. And that, and that they showed that in that one-day final when Alyssa Healy set the tone right from the start and made a target that England did well to get close to, was such a, a massive total that they scored there. Uh, their power game is what New Zealand might struggle to match. You know, they've got players like uh, Grace Harris, Ashley Gardner, who can hit the ball out of the park regularly and scored a really a really decent run rate uh, and England the same too England have likes of like the super talented young teen Alice Capsey as well too who's a big power hitter New Zealand apart from Divine really don't have those players so they might have to find a way somehow to to work through that and, and score runs in, in other fashion rather than blasting out of the park. Well, I suppose we should also talk about the Black Caps because they have a World Cup as well in 2023, heading off to Cricket Mad India in July. Oh, is there any greater location for this tournament than India? It's going to be insane for sure. Yeah, it's a big year for the Black Caps as well too. I must, uh, mustn't go without mention too that uh, we've got a test series here against England, Bearsball and all in February, two tests at home in February. That's going to be a fantastic start to the home season. Obviously, they're away in Pakistan and then ODIs against India and Pakistan as well too. But then you get the contrast of that test series here with Bearsball against Gary Stead and Steady the Ship. That's going to be a a phenomenal start to the home season uh, initially before the World Cup. What do you think that the Black Caps need to do between now and the Cricket World Cup to kind of find their stride? Well, I think you've slowly seen incremental changes coming in. Obviously, we've seen Martin Guptill left out of both that T20 and one-day squad, but Finn Allen has usurped him and is now the guy at the top of the order to, to go hard early. Um, we've seen in the squad name this week, uh, Henry Shipley, who's a pretty promising all-rounder from Canterbury in his mid-20s, so he's a guy who's had a fairly good grounding in the domestic game as well and is basically Kyle Jamison 2.0. Uh, he's about a metre 96 tall, bowls quick with a steep bounce, hits a hard ball, hits a long ball as well too. And obviously you've still got Jamison coming back from injury as well too. So Gary Stead and Gavin Larson are looking at that. Uh, Glenn Phillips will play a bigger role in that side as well too. He's developed into a world-class player over the last couple of years and obviously didn't play in that 2019 team from that uh, memorable or forgettable final, however you want to think about it. And then I suppose the really interesting question is too is how much are we going to see of Trent Bolt? Uh, obviously not going on the one day as in Pakistan and India. Uh, doesn't have a contract. will pick and choose probably what he wants to play in terms of the franchise T20 competitions. But he surely still must be a want for that black cap side for this World Cup. A little bit of redemption personally given what happened in that 2019 final in Lords and obviously for the team too. Can the Black Caps do it? Can they win? Well, they've got so close, haven't they? Uh, 2019, you couldn't have got any closer. Uh, And then obviously they've shown since then that they're still a world-class team making two uh, late-stage appearances at, at the ODI World Cup. It's going to be tough still. You know, India India will be the favourites at home. So much talent we saw when they came out here, even with their second string side basically out here uh, last month. Just how many gifts they have, both bowling and batting as well too. 
Australia obviously were a little bit disappointing in the T20 World Cup, but it's still a pretty useful one-day side. We've seen just how powerful their test team is and their one-day side won't be that much different from it. England will be going in on a high, no doubt, trying to convert <laughs> their test game to, to one-day cricket. won't be too difficult the way they play test cricket. It's going to be a, a fascinating tournament. It will be hard pushed for New Zealand to, to go from contenders to victors, but, but not impossible. Top four? Same as the White Ferns' top four? <laughs> You'd have to think so, given uh, New Zealand's record recently in international uh, ICC tournaments at, at any format. They're just so consistent. They find a way to beat one of the top sides. And then they're, they're so consistent, they don't get upset by one of the, the minnows. That's one of their key things. I think they're the only sort of test play nation that hasn't really suffered a, a stunning loss in one of these ICC knockout tournaments um, to, to a lesser side. You combine that with a win over, you know, they've had wins over India, Australia and the likes in those tournaments, enough to get them to the semi-final and, and put them in contention. Mm, well, it's going to be cricket galore for me and so many other World Cups as well. We've got FIFA on in July as well here on Home Soil. We've got the Netball World Cup. It's like go, 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 sporting action. Ian Anderson, always wonderful having you on the podium. And that's it for this bonus summer episode of The Podium. I'm Zoe George, and on behalf of our guests this week, producer Jono Williams and Philip Tolley, and audio editor Connor Scott, thanks for listening. You can get in touch with us now. Email thepodium at stuff.co.nz. Who's going to win the Cricket World Cups? We want to know. Make sure you like and follow us wherever you get your podcast from so you never miss an episode. Until next time, na mihi, go well. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs>